Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. We are welcoming back to the show, back to the stage, Leanne Schwab, who is a partner over at Amphora Consulting, and also I'm proud to announce an author in our recently released Business Leaders book. It's a best, it's a best-selling series. And first off, hey, I just want to say, Leanne, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me again, Adam. I'm so glad to be here with you. Okay. So these are my favorite interviews that I get to do when I get to bring the authors. I mean, we've been going through this journey for, I don't know, a year or so. Take some time to to put a book together, to get our thoughts together, to you know create this anthology series. And now we get to do the fun part, I like to say, which is promoting. So excited to have you back on. Um, but before we get into the book and what you've been up to and just really update, um, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with what we like to call our Mission Matters Minute. So, Leanne, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Leanne, what mission matters to you? Yeah, the mission that is most important to me is all around human rights. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I sound like a broken record because it's what I said the last time, but it's true to my core. And I just believe every person de- deserves access to education and to food and to housing. Mm-hmm. And it's our job as people of society, especially of the United States of America, yeah. to bring that to fruition. And so my main mission is how do we get people to have the basic human rights that they deserve on a regular mm-hmm. basis? It's great. Love bringing mission-based executives and entrepreneurs on the line to share, you know, why they do what they do, how they're doing it, and really like what motivates them to get out and to make a difference in the world. So great having you back on. And uh, I want to I wanna still go back and I don't want to assume that maybe some of our, our newer uh, audience and newer listeners, um, we've been blessed. The show's grown, very grateful. I don't want to assume that the new individuals maybe caught some of our previous work. So maybe let's just take a step or two back for a moment and just go into your background and really how you got started on this path. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to grow up with um, two parents who just kind of taught you to to work hard and and to have discipline in your life in a positive way. Um, And then I was surrounded by problem solvers. You know, my dad uh, was owned his own business and he was a mechanic. And my my grandpa used to fix, um, he was a farmer, but then he fixed farm equipment after he sold the farm. Mm. Then I had my uncle and my brother who were both computer science and engineers. And I just really knew early on that I wanted to be an engineer and to solve problems. Mm. And so during that journey, I learned that what I could really do was translate what engineers were saying to people that weren't engineers. And so that's where the marriage kind of happened of how do you do sales and strategic marketing, which is what I absolutely love. I feel like it's the best part of business where you get to solve really hard problems that otherwise might be missed because we can invent and solve so many things, but it doesn't mean people are going to buy it. The example I always use is we could invent a thousand dollar pencil And it might last you your entire lifetime, but the market for a thousand dollar pencil is like near to none, right? (laughs) Um, So let's talk about what the market actually needs and how we develop that particularly. Mm. Um, And then that grew into me learning that I wanted to start sharing my voice. And I started Mm. learning more about diversity, equity, and inclusion when I worked for a large nonprofit contract research company. 
And I went to an event where a woman was sharing her story about how she couldn't put a picture of her family on her desk at this Mm. company that she worked for um, because it was a pretty old school type company. And she was, um, she had a partner Mm -hmm. and her wife and her kids, and she didn't feel like it would be culturally accepted Mm. And at that point in time, which was about 12 years ago now. I just kind of learned that I wanted to I wanted to start being a voice and saying, how do you bring your authentic self to everything that you do? Mm. I'm really thankful for that woman sharing her story because it it made me become a better person. Yeah, that's great. And and when I think about like somebody's authentic voice and and maybe to to transition a little bit here, um, I I'm a huge proponent. And for anybody that's been listening to this podcast for a long time, they know I'm always bugging people. Share your story, share your story. I don't, and I don't want to sound like a, a biased publisher here because we publish books, but I don't care whether you use a publisher, whether you, you know, do it on yourself, on your own, whether you're doing a podcast, I don't care what you use. I don't care how the level of complexity or if it's perceived by some to be, you know, amateur, doesn't matter. Like in my opinion, um, sharing your story is, is the ability and the, the way that we all feel connected. And that's really what moves the world is that shared experience, that connectedness. So now that you've been, and I don't mean it as a, a plug for Mission Matters, but I just mean in general, as you've been going through this process with us of like interviews and books and things like that of sharing your story, like, have you found anything along, along the way, along the journey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I wrote in the starting point of my book, so the acknowledgments and and the overview of, of my book um, with you guys, that putting pen to paper on things and really writing your thoughts are, it's super challenging, right? Because once yeah. you put it down, you, you can't take it back. You can justify it. You can try and explain it. Yeah. But ultimately, it, it's written forever, right? And so I mm. think what I've learned is how to really refine the message that you have mm-hmm. and focus on the things that aren't the winds of change, but rather, you know, what are core to you? What are the things that have existed for a very long time period? Um, and that was super challenging for me. You have an amazing team and I am beyond thankful for them um, because I was going through a lot of change when I was writing my section of your book and mm-hmm. they were very supportive during that time frame. And I kept saying, I want to make sure that this doesn't reflect where I am today, but who I am as a person, because those might be two very different things when you're going through change. Mm, that's great. That's great. And and when I think about what you're saying too, I can think about some of the previous works that I've done and any other authors out there, anybody that's created content, like it almost serves as kind of like these milestones in time because there's not, as we get older and, and I'll, I'll generalize a bit here, but as we get older, we kind of sometimes fall into routines, right? Whether it's, we go to work every day, we do this, we get a promotion, we, you know, all these routines. So for us to just take a, a pause and a moment to like document our our journey, whether it's through creating content of some sort, like I do, I do a daily vlog and the reason I do it. So some people think probably that I'm, uh, that it's part of like promotion and mission matters. And this is like my job, but I do it so I can remember the people I've met, the things I've done. And so that I can kind of look back, but I actually do it more so for myself. I know that sounds selfish than, than maybe the, the audience for that particular piece of content. And it's just a good way to remember like what, what, you know, your life, in my opinion. 
opinion. Not saying everybody has to do a daily vlog, but whatever it is to take that pause in that moment. And then now I can think about how I look back and I look at maybe like even my first book that was like seven or eight years ago. And I look at that and I read it or I have that moment in time. And I don't know when you look at things you've done. I don't know if you've ever maybe pulled up an old college paper on your computer or something. And you're like, man, I've changed or I said that, right? <laughs> yeah, my mom made scrapbooks for all of us kids. And oh, no way. That's so cool. She made, she like saved some of our paperwork wow. that we had. And when I was in, I think second grade, maybe third grade, I wrote something down that was like, I think that women should be able to be president of the United States of America. What? In second or third grade? Right. And I'm like, and I would have never remembered that had I not had that piece of paper. And I think about this with what you just described, because, you know, even back then, I didn't even know it, but I knew that I wanted equal rights in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would never have known that had I pulled that up. And I think what you're saying is really valuable. And I don't do a blog. Um, I don't love writing as much as you do. However, I do do a daily gratitude journal. And those pictures or those memories, they do a great job, this app that I have of like popping up, you know, like not every, like on a regular rotation, but it could be like four weeks ago or it could be six years ago. Mm -hmm. And it reminds you of memories. And I really love that because you remember people and things that you otherwise might have forgotten. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that's a LinkedIn post waiting to happen. You got to take a picture (laughs) of that one. And and if you, if you feel moved to, but I would love to see it. Like I would love for you to share that take a take a picture post it and then just talk about that you wrote that in second grade (laughs) i should totally do that because my mom's coming in town actually it's a great it's a great yeah yeah and i mean it just goes in line with everything that you believe in and that you do it's authentic so when we talk about sharing your story authentically like i feel like other people would benefit from that so that's awesome not again not i'm over here telling you to do content it's okay (laughs) i can't you know i can't help myself (laughs) Well, this is why I love working with you and your team because you're always encouraging us to to focus on the mission, to do mm-hmm. things that matter and to drive us to the next step. And without that, I otherwise wouldn't do it. I'm sure there's other people out there that are in the same boat. Let's uh, thank you. Um, first off, um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit here. So I want to uh, I want to first start talk about a little bit more about M4 consulting and also rooted perspectives. So this is one of the things that, you know, kind of originally brought us together. Um, so maybe um, go a little bit into the business to start. Yeah, so I am so fortunate to be a partner at Amphora Consulting. So the background of that story is I was actually a customer of theirs for multiple years, and I was their primary point of contact, and I probably put, gosh, couple hundred people through their program. Um, yeah. And at the time, I had no desire to leave the corporate world. Um, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And then as I got a little bit older and family started encroaching on what you're doing, I was like, gosh, it really, I love the lifestyle that they have. I love that they can go in and help companies over and over again. And so I reached out to our founder and managing partner, Jeff, and I was like, hey, I'd like to come and work for you. And he was like, well, that's great, but we don't have a job. And I was like, <laughs> <"Not a lot." laughs> but then over time, um, he reached out to me about six to 12 months later. I think it was probably about a year mm-hmm. and it's been a perfect fit ever since then. 
Um, my other partners are very intelligent. They have created amazing content about strategic marketing and how you take technology and bring it into the marketplace. Mm. And they have been so supportive about bringing me along for that journey. And mm. I feel like I have such a great um, opportunity to be part of the team when I was a customer for so long. So I had already taught so many people about these core principles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the best part of it is I love my job and I believe in it. And that's the best of both worlds. So we're a boutique consulting firm. There's only a handful of us. And the biggest difference that we have from some of the larger firms is the partners do the work. You know, we have the experience and we roll up our sleeves and we'll pitch the program to you. Yeah. We'll the program, but then we also actually do the work. There's not junior mm-hmm. consultants doing that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big deal. So to get that that one on one and that that hands on uh, approach that you take, maybe talk a little bit about the the type of clients, maybe industries um, that that you tend to work with. Yes. So we do all B2B. So um, the B2C world is a total different animal. And there are so many trained people that work in that space. So we kind of stay away from there. Um, We work in B2B and specifically large companies that have multiple pillars of business is really our sweet spot. Because what we do is we bring that strategic perspective to merge all of that together. Um, And it's so much fun because most People think that they work on strategy or they think that they work on their business, but Mm -hmm. really what they're doing is they're working in their business Mm -hmm. and they lose sight of the big picture. So we have two main programs that we do. Um, The first is our flagship program, which is our grassroots strategy workshop, which is where we start to teach you and your team, how do you create a strategic marketing plan and what are the pieces and parts of that, including voice of the customer, value selling, value pricing, all of those things, the customer journey map within there. And then the other thing that we can do for customers, if they're not quite ready for that, Mm -hmm. is really focusing on what is your strategy. And we call it strategy on a page. And Mm -hmm. so we go through a day or two day workshop where we help you say, here are the strategic imperatives that we absolutely have to do. Here's what we are going to do. Here are things we might do. And here, most importantly, this is the list that people forget about. Here's what we're not going to focus on. And it's really important to have that list so that you know what you can say no to so that you can focus on the big things that really matter. Hmm. And and typically, how long are you like, are you working with a company like on average? Does this is this um, like to, to create this type of change? I guess it takes a little bit to go through these programs, right? It does. So before I joined the team, one of the largest clients that we had, uh, Jeff and the other partners worked with them for multiple years. And and it was truly like a cultural shift, right? But we do have examples. And I just had a check-in with a customer that we had about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And we only did a, a, I think maybe an eight hour, maybe even a 10 hour workshop with them. And, you know, the feedback that they gave us was everything that you taught us is changing how we think about business, what we're doing. And, and so we can do initiatives on both sides. Um, I have another client that I've worked with now for over three years because we're really working with them directly on how to optimize all of their business processes and, and what their strategy is. Mm. And, and so, you know, the beauty of working with a boutique consulting firm is we do what is best for you. Um, but we always say that we want to work ourselves out of a job. So we don't do consulting to be there forever. Our goal is to do enough work such that you can bring someone on to take on the work that we're doing for you and we hand that off. And now to have, I mean, these are larger companies too. So to have a statement like that be said that is changing the way we look at it or the way we do business, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, can you maybe talk a little bit more about what goes into something like that? 
Yeah. So it's really focused on how do you ask the right questions? How do you challenge and create healthy tension in an organization versus unhealthy tension? Hmm. How do you make sure that you're carving out time so that you are working on your business rather than just doing tactical work? Hmm. And so we do that by focusing on the big picture. What does the market look like that you're playing in? What is your right to win? How are you sculpting and winning that going forward? And what are your main points of differentiation and then training them on that value pricing, value selling, and all of those things. And then lastly, we really help them with the sales process. And how do you make sure you don't get value leakage? So a lot of times, customers just price on what the competitor is doing, or they say, well, it costs me $10 to build this product. And so yeah. I need to put my overhead on there, which is 20%. And then I need to make a little bit more money. So I'll add another 30%. And then they get to, you know, being at 150% of the cost of making the product. Well, hmm. that's not value selling. That's just you telling them what cost you need rather than talking to them and saying, how much is this really worth to you? Hmm. So many examples of customers that never went through that exercise and they gave away the store, you know, they yeah. could have charged more. Um, they could have added more value to the customer had they sold it that way. Yeah. Great. Uh, let's uh, let's shift it up a bit here. I want to spend some of the time we have here on the book today. So uh, your your topic in the book, um, yes, rooted rooted, yes, that one. Um, your topic in the book. So rooted perspectives. Um, the way that you break this down, and I I, um, I like the way you do it. So you go through, and I mean it. It's it's like the analogy of like a tree essentially. So flowers and seeds, pods, uh, seed pods, leaves, branches, trunk. Um, root and like roots and legacy. So uh, how do you want how do you want to tee this up? Okay, well, twofold, threefold, actually. So I like folds. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm in for the folds. <laughs> so number one, you could ask my mom like what any type of tree is or what any mm -hmm. type of bird is, and she could tell you in a heartbeat. I have no really wow. In, but like, I'll send her the worst picture in the world, and I'll yeah. It was smaller than a cardinal, but it was red and it was doing this. And she's like, it's probably this bird. And I look it up and I'm like, that was the bird I saw. No way. So my mom is like my inspiration to always thinking about nature and how that mm. nourishes us. And, you know, I just love that she has this knowledge that I feel like so few people have, especially yeah. when it's not her job. I mean, she was a teacher. She taught second grade in kindergarten. I mean, she has no reason to know every bird in North America, right? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Number two, and she's the kindest woman in the entire mm. world. Like, I hope you get a chance. I hope she comes to our book launch because you'll oh. love it. Um, Number two, I work with an energy coach and, you know, we always talk about root flush fill and how trees and nature can really help you, you know, bring your energy to the right level. And so yeah. there's that second piece within there. And then there's a third piece that when I was talking with your team about what I really wanted to share and how to work through that, um, The Giving Tree came up, the, the book from many of moons ago that we all probably read as a child. Yeah. And, you know, you and your team helped me figure out how to merge those thoughts together yeah. in this beautiful way of saying, let's not get get distracted by beauty, but rather think about where the foundation is and what that means for you. And as I get older, I just think that's so important because it's so easy to get distracted in life. It's really yeah. easy to get distracted by 
the wrong people or things in your life. And so that's what Rooted Perspective is all about, bringing those three things together to really allow people to find themselves. Hmm. Now, obviously, there's many takeaways um, in the book and in the chapter. Um, what's if there, if, if there was like one central that you'd like the readers to walk away with, like, ah, like, what would that be? So the rooted perspective, the main takeaway that I hope people have is really focusing on yourself. If you're not taking care of your foundation and how you're going to flourish and grow, you're going to lose yourself. And Mm. when you lose yourself, it's really hard to get back to where you were. Um, And I will say that it's a beautiful journey to get back there and to find yourself all over again and to learn more about you. Uh, However, if we could keep that front and center and make sure that we're nourishing ourselves first, it's the same thing that they talk about on an airplane put your air mask on first and then help the passengers next to you or help your children. That's really hard to absorb because I think most people are good natured. And the first thing I would do if you were sitting next to me on an airplane is being like, Adam, get your mask on. But what I have to do is put my mask on so that then I can help you and I can help other people and I can Mm. clearly. Right. And I think that's really the beauty of all of it. Um, There's a second piece to that, which I love about it, which is no matter how lost you get, you can always reroute yourself and find it all over again. And that is my journey in writing this section. Hmm. And what I, what I like about this is that this philosophy, I mean, it, it kind of, it it applies obviously to our personal lives, but to business too, like as a business. So it's for businesses as well. Like there's no, there's kind of like the, it fits in both scenarios. It really does because, you know, we, we, we have a, we have an opportunity when we have a job that we love that we can say, we can wake up and go to work every day and love what we do, but not everyone has that. And let's be honest, no matter how great our job is, no matter how much you like working with us authors, you're still going to get emails from people like me that says, Hey, Adam, I know we had it scheduled for this day, but we have to move it. And you're going to be a little frustrated, right? Not me. Uh-uh. I'm okay. Maybe somebody else that has to reschedule it on my team. Uh, Hillary, it's okay. No, but, but me, I'm fine. Go ahead. <laughs> like Hillary, right? Like how do we get rooted in, yeah. it's actually what the outcome is, not yeah. these little bumps in the road. And I think that's really important for us. So it's a really silly story. And I spent way too much money to figure this out, but I used to love hard shell tacos. Okay. I love them. Like I thought that eating tacos meant that you had hard shell tacos, but I had evolved to a family nature where we only ate soft shell tacos and Uh I stopped eating tacos because I didn't really like soft shells that much. I mean, street tacos, maybe a different story, but soft shell tacos were not my thing Yeah, to learn how important hard shell tacos were for me in order to love eating them. And that may sound crazy, but if you're going to have taco night, every single person around the table should love what they're eating. And I needed to learn again that I loved hard shell tacos. And I think for anyone who has gone through a journey of change, they will completely understand what I'm saying in that statement. I understand. Number one, number two. So you're back on hard shell tacos. I just need to confirm this. Yes. I'm never going backwards again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's a there's a win here today. I'm in. <laughs> 
We best have hard shell tacos at the book launch party is all I'm Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so so I, I want I do want to also spend a moment or two. So on M4 Consulting, there's a book that I I, I believe the founders of M4 Consult correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but the founders wrote um called Grassroots Strategy. And that's that's a way that the audience and people that are more interested in maybe going a little bit deeper in the philosophy, like they can get more um more info on it and kind of the methodologies. Can you maybe elaborate on that? Yeah. So the best quote from people that we had review the book is that it's a mini MBA. And so we really would love for people that study finance or study engineering or study chemistry for them to pick up grassroots strategy before they go to the workplace, because this is all the stuff that is missed in our education right now. Now, if you go to school and get an MBA, you're going to learn a lot of these things. We would argue that you might not er learn it in such a collective way, though. Um, So what grassroots strategy really does is it helps you understand that you can develop and design anything, but how are you going to bring that to market and what are the key things you have to think about with that? Um, And we've done that from experience after experience. And so this program has evolved over the last 20 years so that really adds value for the customer. And what we focus on is not doing it for you, but rather showing you how to do it. So once you do it a few times, you can then implement that and it can be part of the culture of your company. Yeah, it's great. And uh, we'll, we'll be sure to put links to all this stuff in the show notes. And I definitely want people to, to pick up a copy of that as well. Um, well, Leanne, I just have to say it's been great having you back in the show. I'm just I'm looking forward to and thrilled to continue to promote this book and everything that you're doing over at M4 Consulting and otherwise. Um, that being said, I mean, what's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for the firm? Yeah, so I'm working on a full book now. So I've written two sections. Ooh one with you guys and one with another entity. And so now I'm really ready to roll out the carpet and write my own thoughts. And um, it's really a great combination, the philosophy that I have around, you know, what is an authentic driven life? How do you leave a legacy of what you're looking for? Um, But also sort of how do you evolve and change as you grow through life? Um, Because Mm -hmm. we're all handed things that we necessarily didn't sign up for. And so how do you work through those and how do you figure that out? And I'm really excited about it because while I'm a type A recovering perfectionist engineer, (laughs) I do have a lot of empathy. And I do have a lot of thoughts about, you know, how we can be kinder to each other. And so Mm -hmm. I really found that writing helps me combine those two things. And I do think it helps me on my journey of becoming a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that recovering perfectionist. I'm in that's one title I'll never take. It was not, (laughs) I'm the, I'm the, just go after it. I don't know. Perfectionist is not what somebody would call me. Actually, I'd be, I'd be consistent. That's what they'd call me probably. (laughs) Hey, that is a really good attribute to have. That's all I got. I don't know. It's okay. I hope so. Oh, well, Leanne, again, as always, a pleasure. If somebody wants to connect, by the way, and follow up and just and kind of go further into the methodologies or to also follow your story, I mean, what, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah. So a couple things, AmphoraConsulting.com, which I'm sure will be hyperlinked in yes. the notes. And then uh, LeanneSchwilp.com really talks about the work that I've done, the books that I've done, um, the workshops that I can present specifically for women who work in the STEM field to help them with the differentiation that we have versus others that work in that space, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a double bind scenario. Um, and then lastly, I have, I try to really post as much as I possibly can on LinkedIn. And so that's the best social media platform for me. I would love to say that I'm a great tweeter or Facebook user, but it's just not true. I'm just a little bit too old for yeah. that. And now that it's X, what do we call it? Is it still tweeting? I, like, I, I don't I don't know. I'm confused. I now just, showed my age. <laughs> I don't know. It's brand new. Who knows? Um, all right. Well, not, not to digress. Um, um, so for the audience, hey, first off. Um, fantastic. So um, for the audience, uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. Um, we've had a lot of fun. Hope you have too as well. Um, If you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, hit subscribe. We have many more mission-based individuals coming up and we don't want you to miss a thing. Leanne, really, it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for coming back on. I can't wait till we get to do this next. Thank you. Me too.